0: This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 2284, Why You Can't Become Rich Without Debt, by Chris Odegaard of The theprolificinvestor.net. And I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam, welcoming you to another Monday Mastery episode here on Optimal Finance Daily, where each Monday, we take a look at an article that delves especially deep into personal finance and challenges you in new ways. So with that, Put on your thinking cap as we get into this next article and start optimizing your life. Why You Can't Become Rich Without Debt by Chris Odegaard of The theprolificinvestor.net Today's topic is why you can't become rich without debt. But first, why do we invest? We invest so that someday work is a choice instead of a necessity. And when we reach that point, whatever we choose to do revolves around what fulfills us and makes us happy instead of what produces the most income. In order to get to this destination, however, we have to acquire and grow assets so they can produce the income to support our lifestyle. But before our assets actually grow, they have to outpace two significant obstacles, inflation and taxes. If our assets don't outpace inflation and taxes, the dollars they produce won't maintain their buying power. In other words, when we get to that magical place where we don't have to work anymore, we find that we can't maintain the lifestyle we had when we were working because our dollars won't buy the same amount of stuff. So here's an interesting question. What's the required annual return on our investments, ROI, just to keep pace with inflation and taxes? If we're all striving to retire someday, Shouldn't we all know the answer to this question? Buried deep within the code of Quicken Financial Planner is a formula called the break-even rate, sometimes called the break-even return or ratio. Using this formula, if the real inflation rate is 6% and the combined effect of federal and state taxes is 40%, every investment in your portfolio needs to achieve a 10% ROI every year just so your money keeps pace with inflation and taxes. If your investments aren't performing to this level, you're losing financial ground. Some of you are going to ask, Chris, why did you use 6% inflation when the government says it's around 3%? Simple, the government is lying. The variables in the break-even rate formula are investment performance, federal and state taxes, and inflation. Number one, investment performance. At first glance, one might say the only variable we can control is investment performance. Typically, that's exactly what investors do. They chase higher performance, also known as yield or ROI. This chasing of yield usually results in riskier investments, which often work against the investor and actually produce lower yields or losses, just the opposite of what was intended. Number two, federal and state taxes. As far as taxes go, the sophisticated investor can reduce or even eliminate taxes, but that's beyond the scope of this article. So let's assume for now, we can't do much about taxes. And number three, inflation. Now we're just left with inflation. There's nothing we can do about that, right? Well, we can't control it, but we can pass a portion of it on to someone else. If you purchased a home with a fixed rate loan, you passed a whole bunch of inflation risk onto the bank. If your house costs $100,000 and you put $20,000 down, the bank loaned you $80,000 in today's dollars and will receive it back over the next 30 years in dollars that are declining in value each and every year. That's a great deal for you. That bank is now carrying the inflation risk on $80,000. In the prior example with inflation at 6%, and federal and state taxes totaling 40%, our investments needed to earn 10% just to keep pace with inflation and taxes. If when we invest, instead of investing with 100% of our money, we invest 20% of our money and borrow the remaining 80%, just like when we bought our home, the break-even rate goes from 10% to 2%. This means our investments only have to earn 2% to keep pace with inflation and taxes. And you did all this without taking on any additional risk, provided you got the right amount and type of debt to match the asset. You see, the inflation rate in the formula only affects the cash you invest, not money you borrow at a fixed interest rate to invest. This is why you can't become rich without debt. In fact, you barely break even without debt. There are some very popular and successful people out there telling you that you need to get out of debt, but they're only telling you part of the story. The rest of the story is that there is good debt and bad debt. Bad debt can lead you to financial ruin, and good debt can make you rich. If you've racked up a bunch of credit card and other consumer debt buying, you need to pay off that debt. But once you've done that, you need to use good debt to buy assets. That good debt will, at minimum, preserve your lifestyle in retirement, and if you desire to be rich or build generational wealth, good debt is the only way to get there. You just listened to the post titled Why You Can't Become Rich Without Debt by Chris Odegaard of The theprolificinvestor.net. It's no secret that something always comes up when you're running a small business. It's time to take the pain out of payroll benefits and HR and put the joy back in running your business with Gusto. Gusto's payroll and HR services can make it a little easier. Gusto was designed for you, the small business owner. They take the pain out of running a business. Automatically calculating paychecks, filing payroll taxes, setting up open enrollment. Gusto does it all. Want more? Time tracking, health insurance, 401k, onboarding, commuter benefits, offer letters, access to HR experts. You get the idea. With Gusto, you can focus on the joy of running your business. It's super easy to set up and get started. And if you're moving from another provider, Gusto can transfer all your data for you. It's no surprise 94% of customers are likely to recommend Gusto. 94. Here's the best part. Because you're a listener, you get three months totally free. All you have to do is go to gusto.com slash OFD. Again, that's gusto.com slash OFD. I'm telling you, you're going to love Gusto. Get started today. While I agree with Chris that it would be challenging to invest in a real estate portfolio without debt, you can absolutely reach financial freedom without investing in the stock market on margin. When you hear about people who lost everything in 2000 or 2008, a lot of the time they were investing in the highest flying and most risky growth stocks. And more importantly, they were borrowing on margin to do it. The lesson here is that if you borrow money to invest, you are multiplying your risk and could lose all of your money and more. And this does happen with real estate as well. Think about how many people were underwater on their mortgages after 2008. This did not and will not happen to you if you're invested in low-cost, broad-based index funds over a long period of time. In essence, you can handle stock market risk if you don't multiply it. Further, if you're investing in tax-advantaged accounts like your 401k or IRAs, your real rate of return is going to be much closer to your nominal rate of return due to the tax benefits of these accounts. I don't know anyone who is paying 40% on their investment returns across federal and state taxes. The capital gains tax rate is 0, 15 or 20% on most assets held for longer than a year, and state capital gains taxes range from 0 all the way up to 13.3% in California. Chris's argument on needing over 10% ROI to break even as a justification to invest on margin seems to be based on investments held for less than a year by someone in the highest tax brackets. And in terms of inflation, your personal rate of inflation could be much lower than the national average, especially if you don't buy what you don't need and you're willing to substitute with less expensive alternatives. For example, Yes, grocery prices have gone up, but I'm still able to consistently find meat on sale for around $3 a pound. I have to be flexible on the meat I buy week to week, but I'm not spending any more than I was before inflation increased. I make these points because I think Chris's rationale on why you need to invest on margin is inflated. You can absolutely reach your financial goals by spending less than you earn, and investing the difference in total market index funds. It's certainly working for me. But that'll do it for this episode. Have a happy rest of your day, and I'll be back with you again tomorrow, where optimal life awaits.